Hello, everyone. It's Pastor Cooper, and welcome to the Midweek Podcast. Um, this episode styling is designed to talk a little bit more in the midweek from our Sunday messages or other cultural moments that are happening in and about our world, and to speak on those things from a biblical perspective. Well, the next few weeks, we're going to have just a little bit of a different style of podcast. We're actually going to take the audio recordings of our Monday night live streams that we've been doing, which are directly um, from our intentional series, and they're called our intentional live stream follow-up conversations. And so the next few weeks, we're going to be um, talking and or just using those audio recordings for our podcast episodes. So we hope you enjoy them. If, if you've already watched those live streams, then sweet. But if not, here is a great opportunity to um, just be a part of those follow-up conversations. Um, the two weeks that we're talking about are being intentional in your finances and also um, intentional marriages. So here's this week's podcast. But, um, yeah, I guess, welcome. Welcome. To the intentional marriage live stream conversation follow-up. Uh, I'm Cooper. This is my lovely life, wife, my life, the wife of my Same. life, my, wov- my lovely wife. <laughs> this is going to be a long night, y'all. No, it's going to be say. great. It's going to be a great night. This is my lovely wife. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, this is going to be great. <laughs> Love it. Um, and again, thank you for logging in, tuning in, and joining with us for this live stream about intentional marriages. Um, so I want to just kind of give a quick little, uh, I don't know, overarching view of some things that could be helpful. I put in the chat feed a little link that goes to our website, cheneyfacecenter.org backslash resources. We put a PDF on that part of the page that has this communication toolbox that we're going to chat through towards the end of our um, conversation. And we think it's really valuable and it'll be good. And so we want to just say, hey, download that, use it. You can download it right now, then you can kind of look at it as we're talking through it. Um, but it's, it's two pages. It's like a front and back of a PDF, and it's like a, it's a little communication um, toolbox for that. So, um, yeah, so make sure you do that. And, yeah, we're just glad you guys are joining with us. So it'll be good. Well, just a little bit of background um, for us, a little bit of our story, not the whole long thing. So we've been married. It'll be seven years this summer. Um, we have two boys. So Theo is almost four years old. I think in my messages last Sunday, I kept saying he was four years old. I feel like he's 10. He acts like he's 10, but <laughs> he's almost four. And then we have a one and a half year old named Oliver as well. And we, we, have, we have a chocolate lab who's like our kid. Um, he's, he's eight years old and he's kind of been neglected lately, but you know, that's all right. <laughs> we still love him. Such is life. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Um, so Whit and I, we both were really involved with a campus ministry called Camp Crusade for Christ. Uh, when I was at Eastern Washington University as a student, um, I was involved doing discipleship things up there as a student. Whit was really involved down at U of I, where she went to school. And we knew a ton of the same people. We kind of ran in the same circles, but we actually never met like once at all. We went to different conferences or like the same conferences, but like never saw each other. And it was just one of those things. We just never met each other. Um, but then um, after we graduated, my sister-in-law, who grew up with Whitney here in Cheney, um, Jessica uh, Zeman, but now Jensen, was like, hey, we should do a double date, and we should get together, and if anything, I think you and Whit would be friends. You guys are very similar, and I think you just hit it off, and I was like, yeah. why not? Let's do that. So Whit came over to my house, and Luke and Jess came over to my house in, in Spokane. We had a little bonfire, barbecue. We played Settlers of Catan, and I let Whitney win 
Sosa Catan. I also didn't realize how competitive she was and like her family with board games. So I, I didn't realize that like letting somebody win was. I disagree. <laughs> um, but I think what truly won Whitney over was we were doing little s'mores around the campfire mm-hmm. and the hot gooey like marshmallow like came out of my s'more and right onto my chest and it burned me like <laughs> that. And I was like, ah! But that just won her over because she just saw like how amazing I was in that was moment. Very endearing <laughs> and hilarious. Any, anything to add at all um, about how we met with that, was in oh, that gosh. story? <laughs> the story is much longer, but I think you yeah. hit the highlights. Perfect, perfect. Um, but we've been out here in Cheney for the last five years, and we are so thankful um, to be a part of this church community and this, this, this community in general, and just great friends, great people to do life with. And I think something too that you'll mention a little bit is um, working through marriage and relationships, it's better to do in community and not oh, to be yeah. isolated and by yourself and just trying to figure these things out. And so we, we've been thankful to have great community here to um, just be, have people to pray with and to talk through things with. And so I want to just encourage you in that. So, and before we forget too, I want to give honor um, to our parents. And I feel like I've been talking a lot. So Whitney, would you want to just give some honor to your parents and me to my parents and sure. all that stuff? So Yeah, well, and maybe I'll speak for both of us. Yeah, get first, do and You can fill me in, but... Um, both of our parents have been married. I mean, we're blessed that both of our parents have still been married after so long and Mm -hmm. they're just very in love and they both have Jesus at the center of their relationship. Mm -hmm. So that's just been a huge blessing for us to grow up seeing that, um, seeing that modeled Mm -hmm. within a marriage relationship. And then that they both even live in Cheney is like an extra blessing and that they'd watch our children on a night like tonight is a huge blessing Mm -hmm. too. So, um, And we realize that that's not everyone's story, but that's just something that we are very blessed in. I think your Mm -hmm. parents have been married for just just, over They just passed 40 years this last last fall. I think your parents are close to 40 years. They're close, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we are very, very blessed. Mm -hmm. And um, we also by no means are experts in what we're talking about tonight. No. We are still processing. We are still working on and implementing um, all these things that God has given us through his word, but also some practical tools from some, from some people who are very skilled um, in just helping marriages thrive. Um, so yeah, just want to say that too. We're by no means experts. And we come at this with a lot of humility because <laughs> we're still processing things. And there's no such thing as a perfect marriage or as a perfect God. Mm-hmm. And we get to center on that. And so yeah. that's a lot of our story. So I want to pray for us. Then we're going to dive in with some conversation about how to have an intentional marriage. So let's, let's pray. So... Oh, you know what? Sorry, we're, we're live. I was just giving me sign language about my, Wit's microphone. Is that better? Do you want her to switch to the handheld? No, we're good. We're good. Maybe. We, we, we goofed um, earlier because uh, Wit has small ears. I actually didn't know this about her. And she like tried to put the little headset thing on it like it's not fitting. She's like, this is weird. And I was like, I think it'll be fine. She's like, yeah, I'm not gonna do any NSYNC like headset jump moves, you know, bye, 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 or anything like that. So I think we're good. I think, is it sounding okay, Isaac? How is it, Isaac? Thank you. You know what? Let's give it up for Isaac in the chat feed. Give him a little like hand clap thing because he'll he'll see the chat feed and it'll just make his day um, and just all those things. Time to pray. Okay, time (laughs) to pray. 
Well, Lord Jesus, um, thank you so much that we can gather and in all the different homes to watch this live stream. And um, Lord, again, we just pray for just your words to flow out of us, that it not be our words. And Holy Spirit, that you would use not only your word, just the other ways um, to really help us all just engage well in this conversation and have intentional marriages, Lord. So we give you thanks and praise. And um, yeah, praise your name. Amen. Amen. Um, Well, Whitney, why don't you give us like a heads up of why we are um, having this workshop? Yeah, um, we were looking at some statistics this week, which are sometimes not very exciting. Um, But in this case, I think just knowing the reality that 40 to 50 percent of marriages end in divorce. And Mm -hmm. unfortunately for Christian couples, the number isn't different was just, I don't know, just a reality check for a lot of us. And I think just to get real, like we, mm-hmm. we know that marriages are hard and relationships are hard. So we just wanted to really bring the tools that we've been using recently mm-hmm. um, to just bring those two guys and have them be a greater part of our community, too, so we can be like chatting through those things. Um, mm-hmm. And also, we are all in different areas. We realize our audience tonight might not just be of married couples. There might be dating couples that are looking to be married or even engaged couples, or even someone who's been through marriage before, has lost a spouse, or has um, been divorced and is interested in getting married again. So Mm -hmm. welcome. And um, the heart of everything we talk about tonight can be used throughout any relationship, not just a marriage relationship. So hopefully that can be helpful. Mm -hmm. And um, and yeah, we we just also recognize that there's schedules that that we're juggling and there could mm-hmm. be financial trouble, baggage from previous relationships, um, mm-hmm. health issues. School right now is really crazy. Um, in-law relationships or other familial relationships that are tough. There could mm-hmm. be blended family dynamics. Physical, emotional, and spiritual inti- intimacy is something that can be hard to keep up on with all those other things. And then we're also in a global pandemic, and hopefully that is ending soon, but but it's just a stressful time right now. So we thought let's resource our people and and get intentional about yeah. the marriage relationship. Yeah, there's a lot of, I think, poles and dynamics within our world this day. And it's hard to be intentional in the relationships you have, but um, I believe it's even harder in the marriage relationship um, because that's something that can just not get as much attention as it needs um, during this time. Because yeah, you're living together and you're together, but you could be together and not be together. And so um, I think it's good to just at least have that conversation of how are we intentional in our marriage and and how are we allowing the Lord to work in it and how are we communicating in that um, so that our marriage is thriving and that we can see God's good grace within that. Um, So I wanna just give a little kind of brief overview. Some of this is from my message this past Sunday about intentional relationships, but I'm gonna kind of focus on uh, what it means to have an intentional marriage. Um, just kind of a, a biblical theology um, on marriage. And the, the design of marriage is really found in the creation account in Genesis chapter two. But I wanna focus on what Paul says in his letter to the church in Ephesus. So Ephesians five, um, and it's in verses 21 through 33, is this section where he talks about spirit-guided or spirit-led husband-wife relationships. And the context that he's writing in as well is about being led by the Holy Spirit. Like number one, he's like, 
You gotta be empowered and led by the Holy Spirit 24 seven. He's just like, that's a non-negotiable. And then he talks about, since you are empowered in the Holy Spirit, let's talk about how that relates in your relationships. He talks about marriage and some other ones. And so that section of verses is just super key. And when he opens it up, it's in verse 21. I just think it just is like the home run part of that section. And it says, um, this is Paul talking to the church in Ephesus. He says, and further submit to one another. So husband to the wife, wife to the husband, out of reverence for Christ. I mean, that is the whole thing right there. He's saying it all comes down to both your relationships with Jesus being submitted to that, and that helps you out of reverence for Christ to submit to one another. Um, As he breaks down some of those parts within Ephesians 21 and 33, um, two of the big words that really come out are love and respect um, for for the male. It's really about being respected and feeling respect from um, his spouse. And for the, for the wife, it's really about feeling loved and cared for. And it's this sacrificial love that the husband displays for the wife. And that's a huge intention um, for what it looks like to have a structured uh, marriage that's based in God's scripture, because that relationship is really symbolizing Christ and the church. And so the husband is to love the wife as Christ loved the church, like laying his life down for his wife. It's that sacrificial love. And then the, the wife is, is called to submit to the husband, um, just like we submit out of Christ. But it's not this submittance of like, whatever the husband says, I have to do. It's, it's submitting out of reverence for Christ, out of humility, but because the husband is also loving her so perfectly. Um, and so it's this mutual kind of both together uni- unified um, source of, of submittance because it's out of reverence for Christ. So that's a really good base model of an intentional marriage. And I think the next slide says, um, uh, how can we practice an intentional marriage? And we're gonna get into a lot of some of the practicalities of it, but I wanna give just a broad stroke um, when it comes to practicing an intentional marriage. And this is a lot um, back to my message just on Sunday, which you can watch on YouTube or through our podcast but it really comes down to a few key things and that's humility um, and submitting to the Jesus way. When we are people who are practicing and exercising humility, um, that goes a long way in our relationships. When we are submitting to Christ, when we are submitting to the Jesus way, like our spiritual disciplines, like we're devoted to prayer and our, reading, our, reading our Bible, journaling on it, um, taking times of solitude and just being with Jesus, when we're doing those things, we're also being transformed. And I talked about this on um, Sunday. It's this Jewish practice called the Shema, and it's based in Deuteronomy 6, but Jesus reiterates it in the Gospels. And one of the big main ways is in Matthew 22, um, verses 33, 34 through 40. It's love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. I think if we are practicing that in our marriage relationship, there will be a lot of good fruit from that. When we are choosing to submit to the way of God mm-hmm. and we're loving the Lord our God with all of our heart, all of our mind, all of our soul, all of our strength, we're gonna be transformed as humans. We're gonna be transformed just 
that alone through the Holy Spirit. Then we're also loving our neighbor as ourself. And not that my wife's my neighbor, like she lives next door, but she is the person that I am in communion with, in community with, and in relationship with, and I need to love her well. Um, that's what I'm called to in Ephesians 5. And so um, she's called to also be a part of that too. And so we need to really model um, what it says there, that humility, but submitting um, to the Jesus way. And so I think I wrote down there, um, as you are transformed by Jesus, so as the Holy Spirit's transforming us um, in our life with Christ, your relationships will exhibit more grace and more truth um, within how you're living out your life. And so um, that's a broad stroke of just the structure of a biblical marriage and just a real practical way to kind of be intentional in that. And we're gonna get into this part about communication I think this is also a key part we see in God's word is to communicate well. <clears throat> in Genesis chapter three, uh, Adam and Eve, they've eaten the fruit. Uh, sin has entered the world. The fall has happened. They feel ashamed. They were in community with God, but now they feel shame and they feel naked. And so they go and hide and they make little fig leaf like speedos or whatever it is. And they're just, they're just trying to like, just, they don't want to approach God. So there's already a breakdown of communication in their most intimate relationship, which is God and man, so them and God. There's already a breakdown. They're withdrawing from the conversation. They're like, we, we can't even be with God. Like we're, we're afraid, like we don't know what to say. And so God's walking in the garden and he's looking for them. He's like, "Where Adam and Eve, where are you guys? And they say, uh, we're, we're right here, you know? And he's like, what's going on? So he addresses the fig leaf in the room and he's like, why, why are you doing this? And they're like, well, this and this. And he's like, did you eat the fruit? And they're like, well, yeah. And he's like, oh. and his heart breaks, right? And there's this breakdown though that we see of communication. And um, I think what we see from the biblical accounts, only in the, in the creation account, but throughout many others is we need to approach our relationships well with communication mm -hmm. and talk about things like, right away, ask for forgiveness, repentance, and do that in a proactive way. And so Wit is going to walk us through, we're gonna have some dialogue and a little bit of kind of like, here's how you can implement this into your marriage relationship, like right away, about some great communication tools um, that we got ourselves this last fall from a conference we went to. And so I'm gonna kind of pass the mic to, to Wit to um, just walk us through that, so. Thank you. Yeah. Sorry if I'm talking so much there. <laughs> no. Caught my water. <laughs> so, um, so like Cooper said, this last fall we went to a marriage, well, a marriage workshop at a pastoral conference, and Patrick and Mindy Crowder were there, and they led the workshop. And one of the things they have written on their website says, "Being fully heard and fully known within a loving relationship is a gift that transforms almost mm -hmm. everything." And I love that this can directly relate with our relationship with the Lord. Um, and he, he fully hears us and fully knows us, but obviously within the marriage relationship, this is kind of a goal, I guess, that we can work towards. Mm -hmm. And good communication is a really great foundation for getting there. So this communication toolbox was compiled by Patrick and Mindy Crowder, and they have cited their sources on the back of the worksheet or the PDF mm -hmm. that you can download at the website. Um, and then also those can become recommendations for further, further study. And we loved that this is straight from their website and we had a debate whether learnable was a word, but we're using it. <laughs> I didn't it. know if learnable was a word in our, it sounded like something that I would say like, yeah, it's learnable. I'm like, that doesn't sound right. But learnable means that it's just very practical and 
I guess, easy to learn. It doesn't mean it's easy to implement, but it's just very straightforward, which we loved. It's research validated, so it's been through the ringer of testing and it's, it's been shown to work. And then it's also biblically sound, which is obviously important to us as a pastor and a pastor's wife. And then um, that we can start right now is really cool too. Like mm-hmm. you, could, you could start during this workshop, we're going to have um, a time to dialogue and you could even practice during that, Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um, but the download, again, it's at cheneyfacecenter.org slash backslash resources sources mm-hmm. forward slash one of those two. And it's in the chat, the link, if you want to just go to the chat if you're on YouTube. Let's put it in there one more time. Great. Thank you, Cooper. And then um, I'm just going to briefly chat through the, f- the four columns, if, or yeah, columns, if you will. So the tool is listed at the beginning on the left-hand side um, as the first column, the name of it. There's a reminder pick, which we're not really going to get into tonight, but for our visual learners, we have that little nice thing. Mm -hmm. And then the brief description, that's really the meat where the tool is explained. And then the related biblical truth is where it backs up every, all the tools with the why, why are we actually, Mm -hmm. why is this even something that we're going to be talking about? So you can, with, with more time, you can research the whole piece of paper, but we're going to highlight a couple of them tonight. Mm -hmm. And this first one, I think I wrote everything just so you get an overall picture of how to use the tool. And Mm -hmm. then later on, we're we're going to jump around a little bit more. But in row one, the first tool is the five to one greenhouse Mm -hmm. for healthy marriages. And the reminder pick is a greenhouse, of course. And the brief description says research shows there must be at least five to one positive to negative a ratio of comments, gestures, touches, really just overall inputs Mm -hmm. or interactions for a marriage to survive Mm long-term. And it goes on to say that the goal is 13 to one, positive to negative interactions with your spouse in order for your marriage to thrive. Mm -hmm. So although five to one is really good and maybe a good start, the goal is to move towards 13 to one or even beyond if we want our marriages to thrive. And so this was a good reminder for me personally to think about those days when I am having a bad attitude or more selfish. The five to one seems like a very far off number, but one cool thing, I love that they put this at the beginning of the worksheet because every other communication tool you learn about in practice is going to lend itself Mm -hmm. to making that positive interaction number bump up. and then I, the last part, related biblical truth, Proverbs 4.18 says, death and life are in the power of the tongue and those who love it will eat its fruits. And isn't that mm-hmm. true? And then the second one I also really like too. So I put a dot, dot, dot. But the, the second verse that it says is First Thessalonians 5.11. Mm-hmm. So encourage each other and build each other up just as you are already doing. Mm-hmm. So that positive interaction could look like encouragement, but it also could look like, I don't know, holding of hands or a kiss out the door or um, welcoming your spouse as they come through the room. All those things are going to be positive inputs. Mm -hmm. Okay, so the second one, row row two, number two. This one Mm -hmm. is probably the most confusing if you don't realize how to read the tool. So this this is why we broke this one down very specifically. The tool is called the Four Horsemen, and it comes from Gottman. And the description is that it's, it's an identifier mm-hmm. of the four communication breakdowns, the top four that, that they've seen 
um, yeah. that Gottman is seeing, and then that Patrick and Mindy are recognizing as and well. Gottman is a is a doctor of psychology yeah. and relationships, and has done a lot of research. I think he's actually from UW, and he's probably um, written a lot of books too. Yes, hopefully. Yes, yes. <laughs> but these are the top four communication breakdowns. So the first one is criticism. Um, this looks like attacking a person and their motives. The second one is contempt. This is derisive dismissal or insults. Mm -hmm. Number three, defensiveness, reversing blame to protect yourself. And then number four, stonewalling, which is withdraw, withdraw, withdrawing, withdrawing or withdrawal, whatever, <laughs> as disapproval. Um, and the related biblical truth here comes from James 3.17. Wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure, then peace-loving, considerate, willing to yield to others, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial mm -hmm. and sincere. Yeah. So the four communication breakdowns are obviously not the biblical truth. The biblical truth would be fighting those four, um, those four breakdowns. And on the worksheet or the PDF, the download. Let me hold that for you. I'll be, I'll be your be Vanna great. White. Um, it's, it calls it the antidote. So the tool is the antidote to these four. And criticism, as that first one, has two antidotes listed on the worksheet. So three and four, off to the left, you probably can't see it at this length, this <laughs> depth. <laughs> it says the antidotes for criticism. So you, if you struggle with criticism the most, you could start implementing those two as maybe your first, mm -hmm. um, first couple strategies to try. All of them are good, but those would specifically attack criticism. And then the second one is contempt, and five and six are antidotes for contempt, and so on. So the rest of the first page mm -hmm. are the antidotes for those four horsemen. Mm -hmm. And so what we want you guys to do right now is just ask yourself quickly, like in your own heart and mind, you might want to jot it down, which of these four horsemen do you struggle with the most? And for me, when I was f picking mine, um, I thought about like when I'm in um, an argument or stress within my relationship, which one of these do I, mm -hmm. do I tend towards? And mine was defensiveness. So we're going to get to that tool and that's one of my favorite ones. But um, when, when I knew it was defensiveness, then I could use the, use the PDF to figure out, oh, which are the two that actually are going to help me not be as defensive in my, in my mm -hmm. relationship? So we have highlighted one from each of these Mm -hmm. areas um, to talk about tonight. Mm -hmm. And then if you guys have questions, please put them in the chat. Or if you see another one, if you've downloaded the worksheet and you're interested in hearing a little bit more about something, we can try to help you on the fly. Mm -hmm. um, but we're just going to jump in and do one well, from each of the areas. And I think something too, like you might resonate with a few of them. It's not like you only resonate with maybe one of them. It might be like, oh, I kind of do a lot of them. Um, that's not a bad thing. Because I'm a person who kind of resonates with a lot of these. Um, that's a thing that says, all right, like there's some more tools to use. And there's some more ways to just um, allow the Lord and the Holy Spirit to convict, but also transform um, who I am as a man, as a father, as a husband, to better love my wife like I'm called to um, from Scripture. And so, um, yeah, so I think it's not like I'm only that. Um, you might be a few more, and that's not a bad thing. Um, so just kind of just really be honest with yourself, be self-aware, um, just to allow the best practices that you can have. So. Yeah. And I think, too, that going back to the basis 
or going back to basics and having humility be mm -hmm. a part of this journey. Yeah. And then also inviting the Holy Spirit in to any of your communication practices is going to be what really transforms the way that you communicate with mm -hmm. your spouse. That's good. Um, so that I already kind of talked about. We're just going to move on. So I think, Cooper, you're going to talk about no scorekeeping for us. Yeah, so this is, uh, it's number four on that worksheet but it's in the antidote for criticism. So if you maybe resonate more with um, just that criticism on the communication breakdown, this is one that maybe can be really well implemented. So no scorekeeping. Um, we kind of wrote there is we judge ourselves by intentions, but discount others' intentions. So it's more of this internal like scorekeeping of, well, I've done this, that, and this, and that for my wife and for the kids and for this and blah, blah, blah. And you start kind of building up this like case mm -hmm. of how amazing you are and how perfect you are. And you're like, well, my wife hasn't done this, this, this. You start to be like, man, I have just, my score is amazing. And you start keeping score. And first off, like when you keep score, no one wins. It's just, it's just one of those truths that like no one wins. Um, but scorekeeping wants more than it gives, but love is a sacrificial calling. So I think if we go back to that Ephesians 5 uh, model of what a biblical marriage is, uh, me as a husband, I'm called to love my wife sacrificially. Um, it doesn't make sense to keep a score. That's not loving my wife well. And so if you find yourself keeping score, if you find yourself kind of tallying up the things that you do and have done, um, that's just not helpful because um, it starts to put some resentment in your heart towards the person you're in relationship. And you start to just be like, Ugh. it's not a humble thing. And it's really not living the Jesus way of loving your neighbor as yourself as well. And so scorekeeping, it's not, yeah, no scorekeeping. So it's not keeping score. Um, so, so no, no scorekeeping um, in that. So yeah, I think that's cool. kind of what I wanted to say. Yeah. Um, so number six is Adam and Eve, and it's one of the two antidotes of contempt. And I think, were you going to do this? Yeah, I think I, yeah, I think it was in our notes. Great. So um, this is a breakdown for both the male and the female kind of ways that you can truly love your spouse well. And this is, again, really based in that Ephesians 5 model of that love and respect. Um, so Adam... This is for the male. So the woman should, uh, should do these things for the male. Anticipate daily admiration moments. Um, so how can you respect your husband well? What are those daily moments that you can admire him? Not just like, oh my gosh, like, uh, but really affirm who they are as a husband, maybe as a dad, as whatever they do um, within their life. And so how can you um, be intentional to affirm them in those daily moments. So that really mm -hmm. builds up that respect level um, for the husband and it really helps them feel not only secure, I know it does for me. Um, I'm a person who really loves words of, uh, words of affirmation, um, but it's just something that we see biblically based on the Ephesians 5 model. And then for, um, for Eve, so like this is what as a husband I should be doing for my wife, is echo. So really hear what they're saying. If they're just need somebody to listen, try to echo back what they're saying, um, validate. So don't try to fix it. Just, just validate like, you know what? That is a really tough situation. Like that is a hard day. Like don't be like, well, here's what we should do to fix it. Just validate the feeling, the emotion in the real. And then that's kind of relates into empathize. 
empathize with them. And again, that's relating to that Ephesians 5 model of you as the husband truly loving your wife and you know, sacrificing for them and just coming down to be with them and empathize, them, mm-hmm. um, empathize with them. And I think that models the heart of God for us really beautifully when, when we are united with them and really are just empathizing with what's going on. So um, yeah, so it's the Adam and Eve model. And this really helps in that breakdown of contempt, um, which is like, and again, contempt is derisive dismissal or insults. Yeah. This is a way where you're not going to then insult. You're not going to make that like, well, you're just this. You're going to say, no, no, no. How can I admire or how can I affirm my husband? Or how can I really validate my wife and empathize with mm-hmm. her um, during this time? Yeah. And I, I really, I think for me as a woman, I think about how easy it is for me to get on Cooper or something like, nagging. I think the Bible talks about the nagging wife in Proverbs a lot. And even when I was doing some research, it was talking about a, a nagging wife is something that males bring up a lot in, in counseling or as the reason for divorce. And so for me, it was, it was good to remember to point out the positives in mm-hmm. Cooper. And I think I can, I think this also can fit within criticism. I mean, it can really fit into all of them, but but just having that really tender heart towards your spouse and thinking about what they need mm-hmm. instead of like, well, well, I did this and now I deserve this mm-hmm. or so- something like that. So. Yeah. And again, this is really like Holy Spirit led. Um, I mean, there's many, like we're not pros. We're not perfect at this at all. There's many a days when our frustrations are just, we're at our wits end and we just, ah, you know, um, but every day we just need to invite the Holy Spirit to lead us and guide us um, to have that fruits of the Spirit, the self-control to say, okay, wait, whoa, 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 what's, what's going on here? And, and hopefully see this from a broader perspective and not just be so much into our frustration and things. Mm-hmm. And so we're by no means experts in this, but uh, we're really choosing to be intentional in this. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess one thing too that we forgot to mention is Going through these tools, um, there should be that mutual respect um, to say, "Hey, let's let's do this. Let's let's try these tools. Let's implement these." You could um, name it. Yeah, yeah, and really be like together in it, um, and so that you can see the full effect of them. And so to be respectful when somebody's like, "Hey, um, let's try this tool," you know, say, "Yeah, let's let's do this," you know. And so I think yeah. that's something too is it's kind of having that mutual respect that let's let's make these things real in our marriage. So yeah. That's good. Okay, so I mentioned that I, I typically lean into the defensiveness as one of my communication breakdown mechanisms. And so this one's one of my favorite tools. It's called the floor. And the floor is essentially an active listening tool. You're doing a very good job. Mm. No, and, um, and pretty much the, the bottom line is that you give your spouse the floor until you get what they're trying to say. And I think one of the reasons why I like this so much is that I tend to be a verbal processor, especially when it comes to finally feeling my feelings or getting to the bottom of my own issues. And so I like, I like to bring this tool to our conversation and say, Cooper, can I just have the floor if I'm not feeling heard? But then obviously this needs to go both ways. I don't get to ask to have the floor and then not give him the floor. Um, and, and he is great at meeting me with humility and just 
and knowing almost with this common language we have now, oh, she wants me to actually listen to her fully before we move on to the strategies mm -hmm. or anything else. So I put my cell phone down. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, you want me to Because <laughs> I, I feel like I'm a great listener when I'm on my cell phone, but I don't think that really gives the great body language of no, that I'm listening. <laughs> not so much. I think that one is on the back, but yes. And then um, also the idea to be seeking to understand before seeking to be understood. So I guess even when I bring the floor to Cooper, like, can I have the floor? It's really me seeking to be understood. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of times I feel misunderstood. But I think just the heart of listening back mm -hmm. to Cooper is really important because once I, I love that the whole idea here is to finally get to the root of the problem, be able to speak about it. And the spouse, the only thing they're supposed to do here other than listen is if there's a break in the communication, they can paraphrase back. Is this what you actually mean? And say it in different words or the same words. And even when I hear it sometimes, I have just the opportunity to change mm -hmm. whatever it is or, or dig a little deeper like, yes, but there's even more there. And then just communicate everything out of my heart and mind. Mm -hmm. And that just allows Cooper to get to actually the root of the issue. It allows me to do that. And then once we finally land there, then we mm -hmm. can start to pick apart the pieces and see like, okay, what do we need to do now? Mm -hmm. And then I actually, I also need to pass it over obviously. And then Cooper gets a chance to be like, okay, if that's how you're seeing it. This is how I'm seeing it. It's a little bit different than you. And then me un mm -hmm. having that heart of understanding where he's coming from. Mm -hmm. um, I think the dishwasher should be packed this way. Yeah. <laughs> that comes up often. <laughs> I think the bowl should be on the top. <laughs> the bowl's on the bottom. <laughs> That's great. Um, yeah. I mean, essentially, it's taking time to hear each other well. And, mm -hmm. and although I think this one sounds super easy. I think when you're in the heat of the moment, this one can be really hard. Mm -hmm. And that's where actually our next tool can come into play. Sometimes when the tool, we can have too heightened of emotions or stubbornness at the time to use the floor correctly or effectively. So I love this last tool as well. Mm -hmm. And I think you're going to talk about the last one, the pause button. Uh, yeah. Did you want me to? Yeah. I think, I think maybe you started off oh, okay. a little bit. Yeah. So the pause button is an antidote for stonewalling, one of the two antidotes for stonewalling. Mm -hmm. So if a conversation moves beyond helpful to harsh, like I was just saying, or even if it starts at harsh and you finally think, mm -hmm. oh, I should be using some of my toolbox communication things, then you can hit pause and schedule to restart. Mm -hmm. So the idea is to express love and commitment to your partner when you pause before you take your break. So, mm -hmm. babe, I hear what you're saying, but I'm just not in the right spot to go deep with this right now. Mm -hmm. Can we take a break? I, I love you. I'm committed to our mm -hmm. relationship. Can we take a break and table mm -hmm. this for a little bit and come back? Yeah. And that is probably the hardest part because when in the past, when we've wanted to pause, it's really easy to be like, let's talk about this later. And then we just, I can't, I can't deal with this right and now. All sorts yeah. of stuff. And all well, of a sudden. And, and you just don't express your love and commitment. Mm -hmm. You express that you know that you need a pause and it's easy to take a pause because you want to withdraw or you're just not ready to go there yet. Mm -hmm. um, but expressing the love and commitment, I think, really gets your hearts and minds ready to have mm -hmm. that break. Yeah. And it also makes your partner feel um, like this is going to be helpful, mm -hmm. like a helpful break instead of leaving mm -hmm. and thinking, 
does he even love me? Like what? You you just mm-hmm. go through these spinning emotions that, and mm-hmm. the enemy is trying to attack you. So I think even just communicating yeah. like, I love you too much to have this conversation go south right now. So let's take a pause. Let's put mm-hmm. a pin in it. Um, and the last piece there is mm-hmm. don't avoid in re-engaging. And I think that's kind of what you were talking about. Yeah, yeah. I think um, definitely even from like my perspective, um, I'm a person who's pretty chill, but I hold a lot of anger like deep down inside. And there's moments where that gets tapped into because all of a sudden something just hits and I just, it just rises up. It's like the Incredible Hulk. It's, I don't love it, right? It's like, oh man, like the Lord is still working on that. But it's in those moments where either Wit will recognize that or I will and she'll just say, let, let, we, got, we got to pause or I'll just say, I just need to pause really quick because I'm going to say some things that I do not want to say. Like I'm already like filtering with my Brita filter. Like I don't want to, like these things should not be expressed because they're not helpful at all. They are really hurtful. And words have power, like we read earlier um, and from the whole tool thing from the Proverbs, right? Mm-hmm. Words have the power of life and death. And so the pause button is a great tool to just be like, hey, let, let's just pause because I can sense myself rising in anger and that's not good. And so let's just, let's just have a cool down for a little bit. Um, and I think also too, um, it helps me process when there's some time to just let it rest. I can, you know, go out and mow the lawn or do something like constructive and just kind of during that time, just like process and just think through things a little bit more and almost have like five different conversations in my head to just make sure like, I'm not going to say anything that's just going to just derail whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then it's, then it's good. And a lot, I mean, for us, we do try to commit like after the kids are to bed um, to then re-engage that conversation so we can be intentional with it. So we can actually sit on the couch together and just be face to face and then talk through it and share our, share our hearts and be more intentional in that way. Um, it's not like, all right, you got a half an hour, like you have a time limit on it. It's find a time when it works well for you. Um, for us, it's when the kids are in bed and we kind of have some time just to be adults and have that conversation mm-hmm. and to relate on that real intentional level with that. So yeah, it's really important to make sure that you re-engage and don't be afraid to re-engage. Um, yeah. I think that's like what we saw in that Genesis model. In Genesis 3, Adam and Eve did not want to re-engage with God. Like They felt shame. They're like, oh my gosh, like that wasn't, that's not what you should be doing. We want to re-engage because there's always grace, there's always forgiveness. And I think as we're modeling that intentional marriage um, theology, like in Ephesians 5, like I need to remember that wit has my best interest. And she needs to remember that I have her best interest Mm -hmm. and that we are committed to each other. And everything that we do is to love each other. Like my heart is not to hurt her. Her heart is not to hurt me. And so we want to just be able to even express that again and say, no, we need to re-engage. We need to talk about these things. I care about you, you care about me, and we want this marriage to, to last. So let's, let's get through this hard conversation. Um, but we can do it with the help of the Holy Spirit because we're united in that and we know that there's forgiveness in all things. Yeah. Okay, so we only covered six out of the 18 tools in the communication mm-hmm. toolbox. And we, we hope that you guys love this resource as much as we mm-hmm. do. We actually have... I don't know if we committed to this as much as it just happened. It ended up on our fridge and mm-hmm. we, I look at it often when I'm thinking about how to start a conversation or even mm-hmm. mid conversation with Cooper or even just study it for mm-hmm. when I know this stuff's going to come up. 
So we, we want a little bit of time for just some self-reflection, and we might kind of blow through these questions time-wise, and we're hoping that you guys can go back and pause and chat with your spouse about these or with mm-hmm. your significant other. So the first question, which one of these tools do I personally need to work on right now? What's my next step to practicing this? This could even be a cool thing to journal and set up an intentional meeting with your spouse Mm -hmm. to talk through this stuff. The second one, if you're currently watching with someone you're in relationship with, agree on one, at least one, to work on together. And and I think when we went through this, it was pretty obvious, like, oh, we could use this tool, Mm -hmm. like, tomorrow. (laughs) Tonight. (laughs) (laughs) So we're hoping that that's... That can just, it, it's easy for you to find one that you can start working on. Mm-hmm. And I think we kind of started working on two probably around the same time, and then others have trickled in as mm-hmm. we've continued to work with this tool. So we're hoping that is helpful. And I think before we move on to answering questions, yeah. we also wanted to mention a couple of the books that we've read just throughout the last mm-hmm. few years. Yeah. Do you want to yeah. touch on this one? Yeah, um, for sure. And again, if uh, I've been seeing the chat feed, by the way, so thanks for putting some input in there. Um, it's been cool to see that. Um, if you have more questions or whatever, like DM us. If you don't want it to have it, show up in the chat feed. Um, you can also reach out to me at the church, cooper at chinifacecenter.org. And um, if you want to just like, hey, I want to talk to you and Wit, like whatever it is, like we yeah. would totally love to, um, try to make it work um, how best we can. But yeah, here's a couple of books that we've read that um, we, we definitely recommend. And we'd say like they were good. They, I mean, they really like helped our relationship. I wouldn't say they're like life changing um, by any means, but like really helpful tools that I think mm-hmm. just helped just keep things going and, and just making it uh, well. So um, these first two, it's by um, a couple named Jefferson or Jeff and Alyssa uh, Bethke. And um, they're a couple that does ministry and they talk a lot about relationships. So it's a combo book. So one's for the dude, one's for the lady. And it's 31 creative ways to love and encourage her. So for the guy, and it's 31 creative ways to love and encourage him. So it's like this combo that you both do. And there's just fun little challenges and things that just kind of help spark some, some I don't know, just good ways to have a conversation or fun dates, just things that make the relationship uh, more intentional and not as maybe like in a routine of the same old, same old, same old. So uh, Jefferson Bethke, um, and he's a great author. He's, I think uh, Isaac's like a number one fanboy of Jefferson Bethke. He's given me the, the piece. He's got a lot of his books and stuff. And he, he, he is a really good dude. I've had the chance to meet him before and talk with him a little bit and solid. And they have great stuff for families, uh, marriages. But yeah, I keep rambling about that. Okay. I'm also a fanboy, I guess. <laughs> and then our other, this one I think was maybe a little bit more life-changing, just in the way of really connecting with your spouse. It's mm-hmm. called Created for Connection. And it's actually a spinoff of the Hold Me Tight book, which is the secular version, but Created for Connection is like the Christian version. It has like those similar related biblical mm-hmm. truths in here. And it's the tagline is seven conversations for a lifetime of love. And we haven't even been through all the conversations yet, and it's been a couple of years. But mm-hmm. every time we sit down and open, crack open this book and get ready to be intentional, it that does come to fruition. So yeah, that's I really say it neat. takes like, three hours to go through like 10 pages <laughs> because it just brings up so many like like conversations 
and just things that all yeah. of a sudden it brings up stuff from like the previous week and you're like, oh my gosh, I didn't realize I had all these raw emotions about what happened. And it's just yeah. a great thing to, to chat through. Yeah. And well, stuff. and even hearkening back to childhood, I think one of yeah. the most intense conversations we've ever had since being married for like the four or five years came from this book. Yeah. And it was emotional, but very, very mm-hmm. good as well. And I think they say that if you're able to read through the book and go through some of these questions, it might even keep you out of counseling because it's that that kind of deep level that you can get to if mm-hmm. you're intentional as you yeah. work through it. So that's the Cre- Created for Connection by Dr. Sue Johnson with Kenneth mm-hmm. Kenneth Sanderfer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think, um, uh, too, like, Counseling is a great thing oh, yeah. um, for, for, for marriage couples. Um, it is not a bad thing. It doesn't mean that um, you're in a place of failure. No. It just means that you're being intentional in, in your marriage. Totally. And you're being intentional to, to just really, really work on it and bring some valuable tools to that. And so I also want to say that like as a pastor, like it's not a bad thing. Counseling is not no. a bad thing at all. It is a really healthy thing. There are some great Christian counselors in the area that we know of that specialize in relationships and in marriage um, that we could recommend if you need and you can just reach out to us. Um, But we want to just say that as well. Yeah, and even counseling as a tune-up can be Mm -hmm. really easy. I think sometimes, I mean, the book is great, but sometimes even having a mediator there can help with a lot of conversations. Totally. Um, The Wilsons asked a question on Facebook. What are your favorite things to do as a couple? And that was during I, or not during a pandemic. <laughs> during quarantine <laughs> or not, um, I think with with small kids, we like to do things that are involved with our kids that they can do. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's going to the parks, going out for adventures, um, just just having fun and being outside, um, mm-hmm. going on special like little like dates with the boys and stuff. But for just us um, individually. We're really into like food, like going to restaurants, and we, we try to act like foodies. Um, we're not. I mean, <laughs> not we're, so much. We're, we're balling on a budget, and, um, but we like to save up and go to like a nicer restaurant and just the two of us and like grade the meal and like oh, do yeah. all those things. We're and good at critiquing yeah, yeah. restaurants. And I mean, <laughs> we're like box mac and cheese is like a staple, right? Like it's like... We're not like these this high refined palates, but no. we, we do find fun just being intentional in those dates at fun restaurants in Spokane or here in Cheney yeah. um, and just trying to, I don't know, that's usually a fun thing for us. Yeah. We um, like movies. We do, yeah, yeah. We like movies a lot. And I think one of the things we were doing every year before the pandemic, and it, you can't go there forever or you run out of things to do, kind of, but the polka dot pottery places we used mm-hmm. to go to I mean, yeah. just at, at once a year for my birthday, it was kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. And that's just fun to get creative and be together and do something a little bit out of the ordinary. Mm-hmm. We're, we're mostly pretty homebody, so mm-hmm. it wasn't too different for the pandemic to hit and find ourselves at home date nights. But, mm-hmm. yeah. but even yeah. making a meal together, even being in the kitchen is fun yeah. for us together. And I think something uh, we kind of mentioned earlier, we were blessed to have our parents in Cheney yeah. and a lot of family. So we have options for like childcare mm-hmm. and we'll even do like childcare swaps with different people. So like we'll take the cousins for a little bit. So like um, her in-law or her, my in-laws, your brother, his wife, so Connor and Elsa can go do a date and then it'll swip swap, swip swap, flip flop. 
careful. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so then we'll have a time to be intentional and have a date. And sometimes it's just be having a date at home. And it's like kind of fun when you don't have kids around and you clean the house up and you're like, oh, our house is kind of fun. It's five o'clock like, and it's quiet. Yeah, you know, but, um, but I think, yeah, we're, we're kind of homebodies, but we do also like to go camping a lot in the summer mm-hmm. and be outdoors. So we like to do a lot of those things as well. So, yeah, yeah so maybe that kind of answers your, 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 your question a little bit um, for that. So, yeah. Yeah, I think I, I'm really interested to hear how you guys like the tools too. So mm-hmm. um, even if you can't get a hold of Cooper and you see me on a Sunday, if you're practicing something, I, it just really interests me. It brings me joy when people have found some helpful things that, that we are all in it together, really. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, if you just feel free to reach out to me too if you find something that you're really enjoying. Mm-hmm. I'd yeah. love to hear. Yeah, and I think... Um, I don't know if it's because we're just both goofy kind of people a little bit, but we try not to take ourselves too seriously um, in a lot of things, and I think that helps as well, too. Um, Obviously, there's serious moments that we need to be serious about, um, but I think there's also a lot of moments where we're just silly, and we just just try to make the most of it, and um, and just, yeah, just to have fun, because we want to have fun in life with it, so. Yeah, Yeah, agreed. Yeah. Cool. Well, if you have any other questions... Put in the chat feed. We'll be on for a little bit longer. Um, but again, we want to just say uh, that that communication toolbox uh, PDF is on our website. So chinifacecenter.org backslash resources, or else I have the links in the, in the chat feed. Um, you can go there and download that PDF um, to see because we didn't get to the whole backside. There's a whole other side of just great tools that you can use um, to just have really intentional communication when it comes to um, your marriage and your, and your relationships. So um, yeah, I think, I think with that, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pray us out. Um, we've, we're close to an hour. So thanks for hanging with us um, during this live stream um, follow-up from our Sunday series. Um, it's been fun. I think I was actually remi- I reminded myself uh, the first time we spoke together, I think we were married we did that youth group talk here for AMP, we talked about like healthy relationships. I think we like our first year of marriage. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. And were we guests? Yeah. Cause I was when oh. I, when you, yeah, we were married. Cause I was, I'm a, I was a youth, youth pastor in North Spokane and you were at the church with me, obviously, cause we were married yes. and uh, <laughs> we were invited to come out here and speak. And I saw our talk on my Google drive and it just was fun. I saw it last week. I was like, Oh, we're talking on relationships, but it's not recorded. No, Thankfully. no, I saw like the, the PowerPoint presentation, no. <laughs> but we, we don't talk norm, like a lot together when it comes to like church ministry stuff. So it's kind of fun to, well, we do personally do at our own houses, but not in this context. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Not in the context of a camera right in your face. Right. Um, talking about this. Yeah. So. It's been, thanks for having me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm going to pray for us and um, then I think we'll be good. So awesome. Thanks again for hanging out with us. Lord Jesus, um, thank you for this time. And Lord, we just thank you for you, that you have shown us your love and your forgiveness and your grace, and that through your Holy Spirit, we can also be empowered to emulate that outwardly, Lord, in our relationships, in our marriage. So Lord, help us just to be intentional, uh, intentional in our relationship with you, first and foremost, but also intentional in our our relationship um, context that you have given us. And so, um, Jesus, we just give you thanks and praise in all things. And um, yeah, in Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you, guys. Well, thanks for hanging out. We'll leave the live stream on for like a couple more minutes.
Um, it'll probably just be like a, like a little title screen or whatever and just some music playing. But you can add some more stuff in the chat feed if you want to during that time. But after a few minutes, we'll probably just shut it down. So thanks so much for joining with us. And I've sunk to the depths of the sea, but I still couldn't fathom the depths of your love for me. Canyons wide.